Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's July 5th, 1946. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by... Aria, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. It is hardly necessary to waste words over the so-called bikini, since it is inconceivable that any girl with tact and decency would ever wear such a thing. Not my words, the words of America's ironically named Modern Girl magazine in 1957. But you happen to agree with every word. (laughs) But I think it's probably notable that this was written 11 years after the bikini was first debuted in Paris. And at its debut, it was worn by a showgirl, Micheline Bernardini, because the French fashion models who'd been approached by Louis Réard, the designer of the bikini, refused to wear it. They thought it was it was too racy. But, I mean, this may be the date on which that French designer unveiled this bikini, and it may be the date on which the word bikini was first used to describe said garment, of which more in a minute. But, I mean, women, and probably men, had been wearing two-piece swimwear for thousands of years, surely. Literally since Roman times, there's a, a famous mosaic in Sicily that shows women exercising wearing what we would recognise as, as a bikini, uh, scanty loincloths and bandeau tops, etc. But the intervening years, a certain pre did set in. The intervening years between Roman tiling and the end <laughs> of the Second World War. As late as 1907, the Australian swimmer, Annette Kellerman, was charged with indecent exposure for appearing on Boston's Revere Beach in what we would recognise as basically a sort of woolen bodysuit. Mm. Well, far be it for me to question any of my country people and the veracity of what they've said and done. That's what we're here for. Kellerman's story about being arrested has been debunked uh, in (gasps) various places. Don't tell me Miss Messina has come out with a debunked theory on this show. <laughs> she may or may not have been arrested, but um, but she was definitely someone who tried to wear form-fitting suits around the place. And she was regarded as a, an early pioneer of more sort of revealing, even though it wasn't terribly revealing uh, swimwear, but at least body-clinging type stuff. But this name, Bikini, Rebecca... Would you care to explain the thinking behind it? Because when I found out, I was, I mean, I was genuinely shocked. Okay, well, I don't know if this is the fact you're thinking of or whether this is the fact within the fact, because I think the fact that you may know, like that people might be familiar with, is yeah. that the bikini is named after the Bikini Atoll where the US have been doing nuclear testing. Yes, that's the fact. I find that completely <laughs> mind-blowing. Well, wait for this then. Wait to see how mind-blown you'll be. Go on. The marketing around the bikini was a bit of a rip-off. Louis Réal was really building on what a different French designer called Jacques Haim had done. Well, he'd done the Hiroshima. <laughs> Pretty much. In the 1930s, he had already been doing two-piece swimsuits, but they did cover the navel. If you think of almost like shapewear, it, was, it covered the navel, but it was still, you know, still exposed some of the stomach area. Mm-hmm. But he did that in the 30s, but never really caught on, although some Hollywood stars did wear them. It never caught on in, in the mainstream. However, in May of 1946, so just a couple of months earlier, he had decided to relaunch an even scantier version, which he called L'Atome, French for the atom, because it was so small. 
And so building ah. on this, Louis Real was like, oh yeah? Oh, you know what's like an atom? An atom bomb. Let's make a sexy <laughs> piece of lingerie based around nuclear tests off the Pacific Ocean. So not only was Rhea second with his design, but he was second with his name, pretty much. He ripped off everything about an, an invention that had just come out. Pretty much, but he was a fantastic marketer. Um, <laughs> if you look at the, the original photos of Micheline Bernardini in the first bikini, she's wearing, the, the pattern was newspaper print, foreshadowing how much of a splash Louis Real thought this was going to make. She was holding a matchbox, which was supposedly enough to contain the 30 inches of material being used in the bikini. And that is a clever gimmick. <laughs> he had a, a sort of marketing roadshow where he turned a big truck into a yacht and then he drove the yacht around from town to town with women in bikinis on it to sort of show off to the, the probably shocked provincial villages this this new bikini but it did not really catch on at first it was considered very risque as you will have remembered from the words of modern girl magazine and it wasn't really until the 60s that it started to become something that you would see on an ordinary beach i mean in the 50s you had people like bridget bardot wore one in the film and god created woman and she really burned up the screen but it definitely wasn't something the average woman was considering yeah, I saw an interview that was in Time magazine in the 1950s and they'd interviewed this American swimsuit mogul, a guy called Fred Cole, and he was reported to have little bit scorn for France's famed bikini bathing suits. And he said that they'd been designed for the diminutive Gallic women. French girls have short legs and that's why they need to have this hiked up extra bit of flesh showing. <laughs> Which kind of hints at a slightly unpleasant tawdry thing. Which is that it is, I mean, maybe fashion's always like this. Any kind of fashion is, is mostly men designing for mostly women. But it's just, in this case, particularly apparent, isn't it, that this very revealing thing, you know, that is then sexualized in the way that it's marketed, as well as because, obviously, it is a sexy thing to see a woman wearing a two-piece swimsuit. I mean, I suppose you can't get away from that. But because of the way it's marketed is really sexualized, it's all kind of created by men. There don't seem to be any women mm. saying, this is the shape mm. I am, this is the kind of thing I want to wear when I go swimming. Yeah, and I think it's worth kind of worth thinking about the fact that the bikini, I mean, it's worn now by um, beach volleyball players, but certainly that's quite a recent innovation. Who, of course, are never objectified. At least one piece of women costumes of the kind that Annette Kellerman was wearing when she was or was not charged with indecent exposure, they mm. were to help women you know, enjoy swimming. They were to give women the freedom to exercise, basically. Whereas a bikini, I saw a statistic that is definitely, I could not find any backup for this, but it said that 85% of bikinis never see the water. This mm. is like very much an outfit to be seen in. I mean, I do think it is crazy, really, like how accepted bikinis are. Obviously, they're a very common sight on beaches, basically all over the world. Mm. Actually, there's some uh, places in the world that might surprise you where it's still illegal to wear a bikini some that obviously not so surprising there are some that spring immediately to mind where this would not be a surprise at all (laughs) well yeah uh, in Saudi Arabia apparently surprise us (laughs) (laughs) who knew Um, well so Saudi not so surprising but in Turkey, there's various places where you can't wear a bikini. Maldives, you can't wear bikinis on beaches um, because it's a Muslim country. But Mallorca and Barcelona, I am did you know that if you wear your bikini with the addendum on the streets, you can get up to a 500 uh, euro fine in, in both places. Wow. Um, same in parts of Croatia. And obviously this is regulating you wearing your bikini away from the beach, but even so, it does seem surprising that there's that those places that are kind I of think, tourism hotspots. I, I agree with that. Perfect. They should come for the people who go to the shops in their pyjamas next. 
<laughs> there was a there was a, a wonderful uh, Australian short documentary that was done probably about a decade ago that was How Far Can You Wear Your Swimsuit From The Beach? And it was just this guy who uh, started out at the beach and then and was wearing only his Speedo and then would like get on a bus, go into a shop <laughs> and just see how far he could get from the beach. New Zealand, <laughs> that's as far as you can get in your swimsuit. <laughs> Too cold. Uh, if you think back though to the i mean this may it might actually you know hurt your psyche a little bit but if you cast your mind back to the song itsy bitsy teeny weeny mm. yellow polka dot bikini not the timmy mallet version of the 90s the original novelty song was released in 1960 sung by brian Hyland. the verses of the song are pretty much forgotten now people really only remember the chorus if they remember it at all it's all about a girl who's afraid isn't it it's yes like, I mean, the she was afraid to go out of the ocean because essentially you can see her nipples that's the suggestion exactly yeah. and that was 1960 so it, it still was considered mildly risque at least by the 1960s do you know how it came to be that timmy mallet and bomb ballerina released it's a bitsy teeny yellow polka dot bikini in the 1990s in britain some kind of cursed amulet I'll take that, yes. It was Andrew Lloyd Webber, who, as a bet with his wife, Sarah Brightman, that he couldn't produce a pop song, approached Timmy Mallet and was like, will you cover this song from the 60s for me? And we'll get some skimpy dancers in the video. And it was a cynical joke. Bomb Ballerina is one of the characters' names from Cats. Nice. Um, The group consists of Timmy Mallet, Annie Dunkley and Dawn Andrews. Dawn Andrews went on to become Mrs. Gazzabalo. Wow. Wow. Yes. It does seem surprising that Andrew Lloyd Webber should have felt as though he needed to prove something to someone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dude, you've been running for like generations (laughs) in theatres. I don't, I think we've got that you can write a popular tune. Yeah. Also, you'd imagine like if you were going to interpret any of Andrew Lloyd Webber's works as mad bets, that would be Evita. (laughs) What's weirder? I can do a pop song about tits, or I can do a musical about Eva Peron. (laughs) Tomorrow. She had four children and a husband who obviously couldn't be expected to cut his own bread, so she had to cut ten slices in the morning. Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.